Praise the Lord. It's a joy to be with you here today. And, and I came here with my wife. We were married for almost 30 years. Amen. She has stood by me in ministry. When I'm sleeping, she's praying. It's good to have a prayerful wife. And that is her daughter in the Lord. Amen. Our runaway daughter. Where's, where's Kenela? Yes, my runaway son. You know, was it last year or two years ago? He sent me a text message when he was in was it Lebanon. He saw a vision. I was preaching here, so he asked me, "How did I get to know the pastor?" So I said, "I don't know him," and today it has. Amen. So you're a prophet. You're a prophet. Amen. Prophet Ai. Prophet Robert Ai. The son of a true prophet is that what he sees and what he says come to pass. What he saw and he said, it has come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, Pastor Eunice. For the opportunity to invite me again. Anytime you go and preach somewhere, they don't invite you again. Which means you didn't bless anybody. But because you invited me again, I'm sure the last time they were blessed. And so today you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. How much time have I got? Two hours. Wonderful. Wonderful. Amen. Shall we pray? Great things He has done. Great things He will do. Oh, to the Lord be the glory. Great things, oh, great things, great things, has done, great The Lord, be the glory, be the glory, great Oh, great great, great has done, great Lord, be the glory, 
you are this morning, that God's word shall permeate your heart, that your life will never be the same, that there shall be a transformation, a total change, that the word of God will become flesh. You are going to leave this place a transformed person. You are going to be a man and a woman of prayer. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Urama shaka baloka baria balo like beketeria bakura kashaka labakuteria baruka takaribaka olabeketeria baba balaba olabeketeke shekede kabalo baba olabekete shekele kabala ba oraka bashaka labra baba kala baba baba orabe shekele brebe kabaraba olika bande kalika bando koloba ole brebe bele bebe oraba balaba kala ba oraba shaka ba Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Spirit of the living God, that you shall have your own way. That you shall have your own way this blessed morning. Touch lives, Lord. Let the word of God become flesh. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we are most grateful unto you. Thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. The entrance of your word brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. And Lord, I pray, oh God, that these ones, as they hear your word, they will never be the same. Lord, Lord, let your word bring a change, a transformation, 
Let their life be conform and consistent to the word of God. Let your way become flesh. That they will leave this place of God in a different dimension. That the word of God will put fire in their spirit. That God and God alone shall be honored. Spirit of the living God, I can do nothing without you. I yield myself to you. Have your own way. And touch these lips and let God be honored and glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know what I have to, you know how to sing this song. For who you are, I bless your name. For who you are, I worship you. You are God all by yourself. You are God by yourself. For who you are. For who, who you, are. you are. For who you are. I bless your name. For who you are. I worship you. I worship you. You are. You are God by yourself. You are God by yourself. You are God by yourself. H U A You still the same. All creation will shout your name. You are God. You are God by yourself. You are God by yourself. You still the same. All creation shout your name. For you are God by yourself. You are God by yourself. You are God by yourself. One more time. A to A, we say A to A, A to A. You're still the same. All creation, all creation. We'll shout your name. We'll shout your name. You are God. Oh, you are God by yourself. Oh, yes, you are God you are. by yourself. Oh, yes, you are God. You are God by yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to share with us this morning on the subject, Rebuilding the Altar of the Lord. Rebuilding the Altar of the Lord. And first and foremost, I want to lay a foundation. I like to teach, so I'm going to teach. It's a man was created by God first and foremost for the sole purpose of relationship God created man for relationship so in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 Bible said God said let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion you know, having dominion 
was later on. But God said, let us make man in our image. And after our likeness, you see, you can only relate to somebody who is just like you. There are many people, they have pets, they have dogs, they have cats, they love their pets, they love their dogs. Some can be so foolish that when they die, then they leave their will for their pets and their dogs. It's wickedness to the high degree. But no matter how much you love your dog, you love your cat. When you tell your dog good morning, your dog cannot tell you good morning. In fact, when you go to your house and your dog says good morning, you run away. So you can only relate to somebody who is just like you. God created man in his image and after his likeness. Because the sole purpose of all creative man was to have relationship. Was to have fellowship. Then thereafter, man was to have dominion. So dominion is a function of fellowship or communion. Without fellowship with God, without communion with God, man cannot exercise dominion. It is from our fellowship with God, it is from our connection with God, it is from our relationship with God, but power is released into our lives, ability is released into our lives, that we can exercise dominion. So no communion, no dominion. Tell somebody, no communion, no dominion. No fellowship, no ability. Are you understanding me? But we know what happened. The devil managed to break that union with God. Man disobeyed God. And man lost that fellowship. And so man lost dominion. When Adam and Eve fell, they didn't lose heaven, they lost dominion over the earth. In fact, man was not created for heaven. Man was created for the earth. That is why when we go to heaven, we shall come back to the earth. Are you understanding me? It says that the, the heaven of heaven is the Lord's, but the earth you have given to the sons of men. So this is our terrain. This is our domain. That we need to exercise dominion. And that can only come by virtue of the relationship we have with God. With that relationship with God, you will fail as a child of God. Without fellowship, you will fail as a child of God. So in Genesis chapter 4, 
Look at Genesis chapter 4. We are talking about rebuilding the altar of the law. We see the first account that man offered sacrifice to God. Even though we didn't see the word altar, but the altar was the place of sacrifice. Genesis chapter 4 from verse 1. It says, Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived, and bought Cain, and said, I've acquired him from the Lord. Then she bought again, this time, his brother Abel. I believe the first children were twins. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Now, when you conceive once, and you give back twice, is what? Eh? Oh, is there? Let's go back. Now, Adam knew his wife. And, and then she conceived. And, and bore Cain. And said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again. Did he say, say, then she conceived again? He said, then she bore again. This time, his brother Abel. So I believe they were twins. You have never thought about that before. But I believe they were twins. Who has ever given birth to twins here? Eh? You gave birth to twins. Were you pregnant twice? Eh? You were pregnant once. And you gave birth how many times? Eh? You gave birth how many times? One. Two. Yeah. That's it. So from today, take it for me that the first children were twins. You know that human beings don't like change. That when we hold on to something, and we even see that this is the thing, we still want to hold on to what we believe. Repeat after me. The first set of children were twins. Amen. <laughs> so let's continue verse 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So we see the first offering to the Lord. Anytime the Bible speaks about something for the first time, it contains principles. It's in the process of time it came that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel also brought the first bone of his flock and that of their fat. 
And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Let's, let's look at this passage of scripture. The Bible makes us aware that Cain was a farmer. He was a farmer, a tiller of the ground. And, and Abel was, was a shepherd. Was a keeper of the sheep. So naturally, one would expect that if you're a farmer and you want to present an offering to the Lord, you should put, present, I mean, your produce. And if you are a shepherd and you want to present an offering to the Lord, you also produce your produce. But the Bible said that God did not respect the offering of Cain. But God respected the offering of Abel. The Bible didn't tell us the, the signs that God used to show that he respected. Whether, whether fire came from heaven to come and consume the sacrifice of Abel. The Bible didn't tell us. But it said God respected the sacrifice of Abel. And God did not respect the sacrifice of Cain. But when we go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, the Bible said that by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. Hebrews chapter, uh, uh, chapter 11 verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And through it he being dead still speaks. So number one, the Bible makes us aware that Abel's sacrifice was an excellent sacrifice. Number two, the Bible makes us know that Abel's sacrifice was a sacrifice by faith. He offered the sacrifice by faith. Number one. Number two, his sacrifice was a, a more excellent sacrifice. How did he offer the sacrifice by faith? About the faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you offer the sacrifice by faith, which means he heard something based on what he heard he offered a sacrifice I believe that their father Adam spoke to them Adam communicated to them Adam told them about their past I'm sure how they sinned against God and they became naked and in Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, 
Bible says God slew an animal and God gave them coat of skin. An animal had to die for God to take the skin to cover Adam and Eve. So God gave them covering. I believe Cain and Abel had this. So when Abel and Cain were about to offer the first sacrifice to the Lord, Abel realized that there was something about an animal. There's something about blood being shed. Because when God came, Adam and Eve had covered themselves with fig leaves. Which was a type of self-righteousness. But God covered them with coat of skin. To give them a standing before God. And so the Bible said that when Abel offered that sacrifice, he received the witness that he was righteous. He had a right standing with God. So Abel offered that sacrifice by faith. Based on knowledge he received from his father. When you look at Abel's sacrifice, the Bible says that he gave the firstborn of his law. His, his, his sacrifice had a qualification. There was a qualification to his sacrifice. That it was the firstborn, the firstborn of his flock. So there's something unique about what he offered. So far as Cain's sacrifice was concerned, he brought an offering. Of the fruit of the ground. So some of his produce. There was no qualification. To what Abel offered. Cain offered. So number one. We can see that God. Was very interested. In the state and the condition of the heart. God was interested in the states and the condition of the heart. The heart Abel had. He showed how much he saw God. He cannot just sacrifice any other thing to God. He said, let me give the firstborn of my flock. So he had a right attitude. A right heart attitude. Abel did not have that attitude. The altar is a meeting place of humanity and divinity. The altar is the meeting place of humanity and divinity. Man has been cast from the presence of God. So those two sets of 
next generation children, they wanted to contact God. So by virtue of their sacrifice, they wanted to have connection with God. And truly it became so. So the altar of sacrifice was a place where humanity and divinity came into contact. So it's a place of communion. The altar is a place of communion. Number two, the altar is a place for worship. By so doing, they were worshipping God. It was a place for worship. Number three, the altar is the place for activating power. Activating power. It's a place for communion. To commune with God. It's a place for worship. It's a place for activating power. So when God accepted the sacrifice of, of, of Abel, Abel received the power to have a right standing with God. Because Hebrews said that he had witnessed that he became righteous. So much so that even when his brother killed him, his blood is still speaking. His blood is still speaking. Are you understanding me? Amen. Can we continue? So let's go to Genesis chapter 8. So the Genesis chapter 4 is the first sacrifice that we see. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. Am I speaking to the right kind of people? Amen. Yes. Are you alive? Yes. See, I'm alive. I'm alive. I feel great. Alright. Now in Genesis chapter 8, we see Noah had gone through the flood in the ark. And the Bible said that after the flood, Noah came out of the flood. Now look at the verse 20. Twenty and twenty. We said, then Noah built an altar. When Noah came out of the ark, the first thing he did was to build an altar. Then, then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And took up every clean animal. And of every clean bird. And offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing that I have done. When Noah was about to enter the ark, God told him to take every animal, male, female, male, female, male, female. But when he came to clean animals, 
God said he should take seven. He should take seven of clean animals and clean birds because they would need to do sacrifice. Then when he came out of the altar, he came out of the altar. The first thing was to raise an altar for the Lord. So that altar was a message to God. God smelt the sweet smelling aroma. Because I will never curse the earth again. So the altar was a message to God. God received the message that which was on the heart of Noah. And God said, I will never build, I will never destroy. So altar is a place of communication. Communication with God. So when we are talking about altar, as a matter of what we are talking about, we are talking about prayer. That's what we talk about altar. We are talking about prayer. So the altar is a place of prayer. Repeat after me. The altar is the place of prayer. So when a person is offering an altar to the Lord, what it means that the person is praying. Are you understanding me? Let's continue further. Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 12. We are still laying the foundation. We have not yet started the message. Genesis chapter 12. Verse 7. It gives an account about Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord. Who had appeared to him. God spoke to him. He said, to your descendants, I will give this land. Don't forget, the Bible said that Abraham came from an idolatrous family. His family, they worship idols. And God appeared to him. So in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, it says, for God had said, those of you who are English scholars, the word had said is, is, is past perfect tense. It says, for God had said. Which means, God does want to talk about the past in relationship to the past. He said, God had told Abraham long ago. He had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land I'll show you. But Abraham did not respond. God had said, In the past, get out of your father's house. From your family. To a land I'll show you. Abraham did not respond. But this time around in Genesis chapter 12. He responded. So when he got to the chapter, chapter verse 7. Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said. 
To your descendants I will give this land. And then he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So the altar was for worship. Abraham was saying that I will worship this true God. From today, this God is my God. So anytime we are worshiping God, we are raising an altar to the Lord. When you lift up your hand, you say, Onyamie, Wusu, Namukron. You are raising an altar to the Lord. Onyamie, Wusu. That was what Abraham was doing. He said, This God will be my God. And God appeared to him, and God told him, To your descendants. I will give this land. Abraham said, This God will be my God. This God will be my God. So the next verse, verse 8. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel. On the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord. And called on the name of the Lord God. From that day, building altar for the Lord became the lifestyle of Abraham. Everywhere he moved to, you will raise an altar for the Lord. Everywhere you move to, he was worshipping God. He was lifting up the name of the Lord. He was blessing God. Because he caught the understanding and the revelation. That the God of all is his God. Are you understanding me? So when we go further down, we see that Bible said that God called a nation, a people, Israel. We are laying a foundation. God called Israel. And when God called Israel under the leadership of Moses, then God began to give them instructions as to how they should worship him. So in Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, God began to give what's called the law of burnt offerings. The institution was called the law of burnt offerings. And look at what God said in verse 12. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in the order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offering. Now look at the verse 13. Now this is an emphatic statement God says. It says, a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. God says, 24-7 there must be fire burning on the altar. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. 
it shall never go out. So God made it as a law. As long as there's fire on the altar, there will always be sacrifice. So the altar of the Lord was alive. There was an activating of the altar of the Lord. So it made God it made God visit his people. It made God's people experience of his grace and his power. God became their God. God fought for them. God gave them victory. They saw the hand of God. The grace of God. And the power of God. Because the order of the Lord was active and was alive. The equivalent of today, Bible says that pray without ceasing. A fire shall continually burn. God is saying that pray without ceasing. Another verse says that don't stop praying. That's what God was saying. So this was going on. They were worshipping God. They were talking to God. God was blessing them. When enemies came against them, God fought their enemies for them. So this thing went on for years. Until it came to a time. In the days of a man called King Ahab. Ahab. He married a woman called Jezebel. Have you ever seen somebody who has named his child and called the name Jezebel before? Or, or, or Judas. Will you want to call your son Judas? Or your daughter Jezebel? Look at first, first Kings chapter 16. Verse 30. Now, the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord. More than all who were before him. That's, that's why. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. More than all who were before him. The next verse. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jerubim, the son of Nebat, that he took. That is, he was wicked. But to add all that, he took as wife, Jezebel, the daughter of Edbar. His father is called Edbar. The Edbar is connected to his father's name. King of the Sidonites. And he went and served Baal and worshipped him. His wife. When you study the history of the people of Israel, the king, the state, and the condition of the heart of the king determine the state and the condition of the people of Israel. So it has been said that so goes the father, so goes the family. So goes the leader, so goes the organization. When there was a righteous king, 
who love God and serve God, the people also love God and they serve God. But the boss said, this man, he served Baal. He built a shrine for Baal because his wife influenced him. Don't underestimate the power of a wife. I said, don't underestimate the power of a wife. Don't say, that's for me, I'm strong. You don't know what you are talking about. One, one day, a pastor was preaching. He said, all of you who fear, all of you men who fear your wives, move to the left hand side. All the men left, with except one man. <laughs> so he asked the man oh you don't feel your wife the man said my wife said I shouldn't go <laughs> are you understanding me men have position women got power I said, men got what? But women got what? To me. You see Solomon? The Bible said that he was the wisest man that ever lived. He built the greatest temple for God. But the Bible said his wives they turn away his heart for God his wives they influence him to build temples if I'm doing well in ministry it's because of this young girl have one pastor friend some years ago he had to go to all night the church members were waiting for him the wife said you are not going to the all night she locked, she, she, she locked the door you are not going to the all night don't lose time by grace of God he has been able to buy some small TV the wife said if you leave this house not buy TV no he didn't go to the all night. The power of a wife. So most of you are already married. I can see that about 90% you are already married. So for you, ask God for grace. <laughs> so Lord, give me grace. But those of you who are not married, make sure you hear from God. Make sure you hear from God before you marry. I was in a conference in Nigeria some years ago. And one man of God said, God told him, he said, if the devil cannot let you fall by sin, he can let you fall by marriage. I'm still reflecting on that thing that he said. 
Are you understanding me? Yeah. Women are wonderful people. A good woman in your life, your life will shoot like this. Like this. I wonder how Nabal, a fool, could have a wife, Abigail. Some women, their husbands are fools. And what, do, what God does that God kills their husbands? And God gives them David. Why are you look at me like that? I'm preaching. <laughs> so, Jezebel, he influenced his husband. Israel were a people of God. They were raising altars for God. Ahab began to worship Baal. He went and said Baal and worshipped him. He worshipped. And so by so doing, the whole nation turned after God and began to follow Baal. Then he set up an altar for Baal. All Israel knew was an altar for God. But he set up an altar for Baal. In the temple of Baal. So he built a temple for Baal. Which he built in Samaria. That was Samaria. So the altar of God was abandoned. There was no more fire on the altar. There was no more sacrifice for God. So no prayer, no communion, no worship. So there will be no power. The result was that there was no rain. If there's no prayer, if there's no worship, there will be no power. So you have a dry life. Some of us, our life has become dry. You have what it takes to make it in life. But your life is dry. You have what it takes to get you to the top. Success is like a miracle to you. The more you are chasing, the more you are chasing like a shadow, the more it is running away from you. No prayer, no worship, so no power. For three years, there was drought. There was no rain. It was God that caused it. Because God sent his servant Elijah. He said, go and make that declaration. I shut the heavens. One would think that, you know, most of the time, as, 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 as people, when, in fact, there, there are some things, when it is touched in our life, God gets attention. For example, when your health is touched, or your wealth is touched, Maybe I brought Boma, that I won't touch him, Yanko Pontimina Jenny. 
Some people they some people God gets the attention when they go to the doctor. And doctor say, What I'm seeing is not good. Then they start coming to church. And, and, and they want the church to have Sunday evening service. Do you have do evening service here? They, they want the church to have evening service. Because for when they didn't have time. They are work, they are business, they are work, 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 work. When pastor calls, it's a, it's a long time I saw you. It's a long time I saw you. He says the work, the work. Oh, the work. Oh, the work, the work. Oh, the work. Oh, we are traveling here. We are traveling. But when doctor said, mm, what I'm seeing is not good. That's Sunday you report to church. They say, Pastor, won't we have evening service tonight? Pastor, why don't we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Because your health has been touched. There are some people. You don't need to touch their health. Touch their wealth. Yeah. Because when there's money, you don't regard anybody. You don't respect anybody. They look down everybody. They bathe. Because there are three things we can boast about. According to Jeremiah chapter, they say, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, nor the rich man of his riches. Not the mighty man of his mind, but let him that boast boast about this, that he knows me and understands me, that my God that exercises loving kindness, righteousness, and judgment. For in this is our delight, says the Lord. Amen. So we boast about our wisdom, we boast about our riches, we boast about our position. Some people because of, some people because of their money. So yeah, don't don't be too hard on yourself. I say, oh, man, how one, one day I met one pastor, you know, he used to be, he used to be in America, stay in America. So he, he came to me by there at the church that we were having about some 21 days. You know, he told me that, don't be too hard on yourself. As I was talking, he has done Jericho. The pastor has done Jericho. Don't be too hard on yourself. So now, down for South Africa, I America. Don't be too hard. God, God is not like that. God is. You don't need to do fasting, fasting before God. With time, problems started in this church. Rebellion and disloyalty rose up in this church. He says, I should come and preach about disloyalty in this church. <laughs> I said they're having two weeks fasting. I said, Obe can occur. He said the human nature is such that when things begin to go well for us, then we think that we are our own. We don't need God. I mean, we can make it on our own. God will never allow His child to make it alone without Him. A child of God, 
God will never permit his child to make it without him. So one expected that when Israel was going through drought for, for, for three years, they would have turned back to God. They were still following Baal. Let me tell you, Baal got power. They saw power manifestation from Baal. That's why they were serving Baal. They saw his manifestation. So Elijah threw a challenge. He called all the people. In first case, he called the people and called them. He told Ahab, call all the people of Israel. Call the 450 prophets of Baal. And the 400 prophets of Asherah, call all of them. And call the people. Let's wreck an altar. Let's bring two bulls. One for Baal, one for, for God. Then he told the Baal prophets that, see, you pull your money, so you start your own. Call your God. Call your God. Let him answer by fire. The Bible says from morning till evening. They were crying. They were shouting. They were cutting themselves. Why were they doing it? Because Baal has done it before. They knew Baal got power. He has done it before. Elijah was mocking them. He said, maybe he's asleep. And they were so stupid when Elijah said that they believed it. So they were shouting them all. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. So when you go to the chapter, first King chapter, verse 29. And when midday was passed, they prophesied. They were also prophesying. <laughs> That's yes, bar. This is until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. There was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Remember, the altar of the Lord had been destroyed. No prayer was going on to God. No worship was going on to God. So there was no power. To go to verse 30. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. That was broken down. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. When everything has gone astray, when everything has been abandoned, has gone wayward, nothing is working. Nothing is working. Frustration. Disappointment. Confusion. Barrenness and dryness. There is a need to rebuild 
the altar of the Lord. So the Bible said that he repaired the altar of the Lord. And for many of us, our altars are broken down. The only time we pray is when we come to church like that. When we come to church, like when you are left on your own, you can't even pray. But when you come to church, you can pray. He repaired the altar of the law. And they brought the bull. He set the wood according to order. God had a, God had a prescription about how he must be approached. The brother Elijah, he set the wood according to order. According to order. And he called upon the God of Israel. Because there was prayer, because there was worship, there was a release of power. When power comes, there is change. God manifested himself. And the whole Israel, they bow down. They say, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. In rebuilding the altar of the Lord, the first thing we got to do is to destroy evil altars. To rebuild the altar of the Lord, the first thing to do is to destroy evil altars. You see, the evil altar of Baal was what was in Israel. Not only was it physically present, it was on their hearts. The altar was in their hearts. So what Elijah did, from morning to evening, they called upon Baal, and there was no response. The altar of Baal was destroyed in the hearts of the people. Hello? The altar of Baal was destroyed in the hearts of the people. You see, the evil altar is what brings destruction from the altar of God. So, to rebuild the altar of God, you must destroy the evil altars of your life. Anything that takes the place of God is an altar in your life. Look into your life. What takes the place of God in your life? There are some of us, money has become our God. One day I said in church, if money was a person, this money, this is money, was a person, and God was also standing. I would say, everybody come and choose the person of money and the person of God. Which one will you choose? Some realize that it's not an easy choice. 
Some years ago, I read in the Spectator newspaper. A woman was arrested in, in, in an airport in, in, in UK. She had a baby and it was found out that the, the stomach had been sewn. So they opened the stomach of the baby. It was stuck with cocaine. So they asked her, is that your baby? I say, I say yes. He said, how can you do that? He said, ask for babies. I can have baby anytime I want. But money, but money does not come. Money does not come easy. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, the number one competitor of God is not Satan. Satan cannot compete with God. Number one competitor of God is money. Jesus Christ said you cannot serve two masters. Then he said you cannot serve God and money. A master is anyone who has got the power to exact service. If you look at your life, some of you by 4 o'clock you are up. You must be quick to dodge traffic. Where are you going to? Where are you going to? Why do you go to work? Do you love work? Why do you go to work? L'argent, say l'argent. Some of you come home very late. Monday to Friday, some of you even Saturday. Today some are not here because they are going to work. Because when they go to work, it's overtime. Some will choose to do overtime on Sunday. Why is this place so quiet like that? So anything that stands in the place of God in your life is an idol. There are some people, God is calling them. The call of God is upon their life. They know that God's call is upon their life. But they feel that when they respond to the call, it is going to affect their money. So they become like the proverbial vulture. Tomorrow. 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 But I realize you are an old man. You know, and what is funny, some people when they go on retirement, they say now they are going to do the work of God. Shut up! God doesn't want you. When you are old, when the state doesn't want you, the state says go on pension. He said, now I'm coming to serve God as an old man. God wants you young. That's what God wants you young. When you are energetic. I was 23 years when I accepted the call of God. 23! I met a mate of mine last year, around July. He told me that. He said, Oh, guess he's going on retirement. <laughs> I said, so what are you going to do after that? <laughs> I said, what are you going to do after that? Some of them is considering whether to accept the call of God. 
So, anything that stands in the place of God is an idol. Must be dethroned. If you are to build an altar for God, you must dethrone anything that stands in the place of God in your life. The God must have first place in your life. When God says, you just respond. So when God says, come, they'll say, why? When God says, jump, we say, why? But if God is first, when God says, jump, you say, how high? How high? How high? Hello? Hi. Are you understanding me? Yes, yes, yes. To build an altar for the Lord, you must destroy evil altars. In the book of Judges chapter 6, there was a man called Gideon. God appeared to him. Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6 verse 25. The problem of his life. When God was calling him. God was calling him to lead Israel. To lead Israel to battle. And he told God that my family is the least, is the weakest in Israel. And I am the least in my father's house. So God knew what was his problem. The problem was the altar of his father's house. So look at the chapter, chapter 6 verse 25. Jesus chapter 6 verse 25. Now it came to pass that same night that the Lord said to him, God spoke to him. He said, take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has. Cut down the woody image that is beside him. Before, before he will attempt to build the altar of God, God said, go to your father's house and shut down the altar of your father's house. Pull it down, the next verse. And build an altar to the Lord. Before you build an altar to the Lord, you must destroy evil altars. Build an altar to the Lord. On the top of this rock, in the proper arrangement, God has a protocol. And take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood image which we shall cut down. So number one, you must pull down evil altars. Number two, you must prepare your heart. You see, the heart of a man is the altar of the Lord. You must prepare your heart. The preparation of the heart has to do with repentance. We need repentance to repent from going astray from the Lord. There are some people some time ago they were very fiery for the Lord. 
When they were younger, they were on fire for God. Some of you, when you were in school or when you were in camp or when you were in university, you were on fire for the Lord. You love God so much. You love God so much. You are passionate for God and for the work of God. Now you have become very cool and very docile. Then you say that we are, we are leaving it for the younger ones. You are lying, you are backsliding. Because the more you continue with the Lord, the better you become. I have never lost my fire. Hello? I said, I've never lost my fire. From the time I was about 22 years. And I received the fire for the Lord. I have never lost my fire. So those who, we, we, we are living for the younger ones. You used to dance. And praise God. And be excited about God. You are praising God and excited about God. These days when you are praising God like something is dead in you. Like that. Oh. Oh. Like that. Hey. Forgive. What has become of you? So we are leaving it for the younger ones. You are, you are backsliding. You are backsliding. Hello. We must prepare our hearts. We need repentance. We need repentance. We need the right attitude. Or repent from anything that distracts us from God. Anything that distracts our attention from God. And come back to God. God says He wants those are with a, a broken and a contrite spirit. A broken and a contrary spirit. These are the people that God is looking for. Are you understanding me? And the third thing that we need, you need passion for the Lord. Passion. Songs of Solomon. Let's go to Songs of Solomon, chapter 1. Songs of Solomon. We need passion. Songs of Solomon, chapter 1. The Song of Song, which is Solomon, verse 2. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine. Some of you, when you were young, when you were writing letters to your fiance or fiancé, you used to get apart from Songs of Solomon. But it's a very powerful spiritual book. It communicates the relationship that must exist between the individual believer and Jesus. When you begin to see that way, you'll be somewhat blessed. Where the believer is typified as a woman. 
And our Lord Jesus as a man. And the love relationship as exists between Jesus and, and, and the woman. So he spoke about the Shulamite woman and the king. And so the woman was telling them, they said, Let him kiss me. With the kisses of his mouth. Why? Your love is better than wine. Identify about some three types of kisses in the Bible. Which is not what the Bible is talking about. In Luke chapter 7, verse 38. Luke chapter 7, verse 38. About Jesus. And he stood at the feet. And stood, that's about over, stood at her feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with his, his uh, tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with a fragrant oil. This was the woman who was a sinner. When she met Jesus, she was so much convicted of sin. So the said that she began to wash the feet of Jesus with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her hair. And she kissed Jesus' feet. It's called the kiss of repentance. She repented. That is not the kiss that Bible is talking about in Songs of Solomon. There's another type of kiss. In the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 20. Luke chapter 15 verse 20. And he arose. Talk about the prodigal son. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and Kissed him. This was a kiss of forgiveness. The father forgave him. And we have all received that kiss from our father God. But that is not the key that Bible is speaking about in Songs of Solomon. There's a third type of kiss. Luke chapter 22, verse 47. And while he was still speaking, make sure you don't give this kiss to Jesus. <laughs> and, while was, and while he was still speaking, behold a multitude, and he who was called Judas. One of the twelve went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. It's a kiss of betrayer. He Jesus a kiss, a kiss of betrayer. That is not the type of kiss the Bible is talking about in Songs of Solomon. So let's go back to Songs of Solomon chapter 1 verse 2. What kiss is he talking about? Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine. This type of kiss 
It's a kiss of intimacy. It's only a kiss that goes on between two people who are in love. It's not a kiss of betrayal. It's a key that shows the, the affection that the person has for another. It's a let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Will you allow your enemy to kiss you? An enemy's kiss is dangerous. Hello? Are you understanding me? It's a key that, it's a key that goes on between husband and wife. Like this morning, can I, can I, can I give the wife a kiss? Did he give like a kiss? Seriously. Like seriously? Sorry, Pastor. Ghanaian men are not romantic. Hello? Ghanaian men are not romantic. Myself included. We are very dry. <laughs> At all. But Kenai is very good. He's very romantic. He used to be very romantic. Hmm? But the military has wiped away everything. The military. He used to be before he became the military man. It's, it's, it's a kind of affection. Being affectionate. Being desirous. It's called a kiss of intimacy. And that is the, that is the shulam. And I told you this one, it talks about the individual believer and, and Jesus. So what it means that there must come a time in the life of every Christian you must be dissatisfied. Be dissatisfied with your work with God. Many are so complacent. But you must come to a person, no. I want a deeper relationship with my Lord. I want an intimate relationship with my Lord. I am tired of staying on the same level. I need a deeper walk. So that will, that's what will prompt you. Say, Lord, I want more of you. Say, say let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. So, Lord, I need a closer walk with you. I need a deeper walk with you. I need an intimate walk with you. When you come to that point, and the desire is born in your heart, and passion is born in your heart, you see, Passion is the mother of pursuit. Whatever you are passionate for, whatever you are passionate for, you pursue. We need passion for our God. 
Many are passionate for so many things. Some are passionate for football. Some are passionate for Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United. I get, I get, I get amazed how people, Ghanaians, and they are supporting teams and they are not supporting the house of folk and the Hazakas. Do we still have Hazakas? Ebushina Dwas. There are some when their team lose, they don't eat. It's a passion. When, when they are watching football and their wives want to talk to them, do not listen to them. They focus. There are some when the match will go on Sunday morning, don't go to church. Whatever you are passionate about, you want to pursue a deep desire, an, an intense longing. We need that for God. We need that for God. An intense longing, a strong yearning. We, we need that for God. The Bible says the one that is full, he hates the honeycomb. But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. When you are hungry, you don't care the kind of food. What's your favorite food? Yeah. Yam and what? Young and cold. And it's true. When you see yam, then you are just melting. Is there a food you don't, is there a food you don't like? Also, you like everything. Is there a food you don't like? You like everything. Is there a food you don't like? You like everything. Hey. Is there a food you don't like? What? Okro soup. Is that your wife? That's why she said okro. Yeah. Banku and okro. Have you eaten some before? It didn't grow. But do you know that there can come a time where there's no food and you are starving to death, you eat okro. Yeah. I said the one that is full, he hates the honeycomb. You see, only comes stands for that which is sweet and, 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 and appetizing. But, 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 but to the hungry soul, to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. The day I caught a revelation about this scripture, 2005, I was traveling to Bolegatanga. I was going to have a, a program. In Bolgatanga. So went by, I went by STC. When I was about to go, my wife told me to buy some food items on the road. I said, well, all I need is one big bottle of water. Bottle. I said, bottle, bottle. Big bottle of water. Around about 12 noon. So, before then, I took something. So, when they got to the cocoa place where they were eating, I didn't bother to eat. 
we're having problems with the bus. You know, don't know that STC, STC was having problems. Breakdown, break. So we got to Kumasi somewhere 12 8 p.m. They went to the workshop, they, were, they worked on it, and they would continue. Then I was feeling hungry. Before then, you see, people were, everybody was eating the bus. But I was drinking my water. So there was a woman who was sitting beside me. I think when she saw me, she had mercy. <laughs> so she had um, a bottle of um, Tampico. She was offering me the bottle of Tampico. But I was being diplomatic. I said, thank you. I said, thank you. By 12 midnight, we were still traveling. 3 a.m. we are still traveling. 6 a.m. we are still traveling. By 7 a.m. I was hungry. I couldn't sleep. Then they said the bus had broken that we should go and push the bus. <laughs> so we were pushing the bus. I was pushing the bus. When I was pushing the bus, I was feeling dizzy. So when I got to the bus, and I turned to the woman, I said, you don't know the time you will be a beggar. Me, I was begging. I said, I told the woman, I said, that tampika you are offering me, is it still there? She has drunk about one quarter. Now I know so he said, do you like it? I said, I love it. She didn't, she didn't drink it with glass. So some of the saliva will go inside. I didn't care whether her saliva was inside or not. I drank it that they are caught a revelation to the hungry soul. Every bitter thing is sweet. See, most of us, we are not passionate enough for the law. We are not passionate enough for the law. The Lord is not our desire. What made David unique? David was a man who was passionate of the law. God said, I found a man. David. A man that is after my heart. A man that is after my heart. David was one day sitting in his, in his house. So what? How can I be here? And the ark of the Lord will be somewhere. He was passionate for God's presence. He said, let's go for the ark. Let us go for the ark. He went for the ark. At the first attempt, somebody dies. They were afraid. 
But he came to recite the scriptures to learn about the protocol of carrying God. And they brought the ark in the midst of dancing and praising. He brought the ark to, to, to Jerusalem. So passionate for the Lord. One day he was sitting in his very wonderful house. I said, how can I dwell in a house? And God is dwelling in a tent. He said, no, I will build God a house. I will build God a house. He called the prophet Nathan. Nathan was moved by the passion. He said, whatever is in your heart, do it. He said, whatever is in your heart, do it. For God is with you. When Nathan was going... He said, go and tell David, he cannot build me a house. Because he has shed so much blood. David said, if I cannot build a house, I will provide the building materials. He was a lover of God. Passionate for God. Hungry for God. How hungry are you for God? How hungry are you for God? If you don't have money, how do you feel? If you don't sense God's presence in your life, how do you feel? So if you don't have money, it's like the whole world has collapsed upon you. You must do whatever it takes to have money. But when you are dry, you don't sense God's presence in your life. Are you moved to pursue Him? To seek Him? And say, You will seek me and find me. After you have sought me with all your heart. God is looking for men and women who will be hungry for him, who will be passionate for him. Let me tell you, a man of passion will overcome every challenge and obstacle. It is passion for God that will cause you to wake up very early to go before God's presence and to call upon Him and to pray and to cry for God. It is the passion for God. It is the hunger for God. It is the desire for God that will draw you Thirsty into God's presence. Many Christians, many Christians don't pray. Wake up in the morning. You are so desperate to go to work. Some when they wake up, they are thinking about the food combination to eat in the morning before they leave the house. There's no place for God. Wake up in the morning, get some food. Rush to work. Come back home very tired. You go to bed. It's like a cycle. Like a cycle. Like a cycle. You are becoming, you are becoming dry. You are becoming dry. No drive. No desire. No desire for God. No hunger for God. No passion for God. Today, 
God is calling men and women to come back to the place of passion for God. You, you have been passionate before. But now it is gone. The Bible says in Galatians 4, I think verse 8, it says it's a good thing. Let's look at Galatians 4, verse 18. It is a good thing. It is, but it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, not only when I'm present with you. It is good to be zealous in a good thing. We can be zealous in a bad thing. But you say it is good to be zealous. To be zealously affected always. In a good thing. Tell someone you need zeal for God. You need zeal for God. Zeal for God. Passion for God. An intense interest and desire for God. It's a good thing. A burning desire. May God rekindle our fire. May God rekindle our fire. May God rekindle our passion. Our fire for God. Our passion for God. Our desire for God. Our interest for God. That will cause us to seek Him. He says He's a rewarder of them that will diligently seek Him. He says, You will seek me and you will find me. After I sought for me with all your heart. God is calling us back to the place of prayer. Rebuilding the altar of God. He's talking about coming back to the place of prayer. Coming back to the place of prayer. You see, many of us, we don't understand the power of prayer. We don't understand the dynamics of prayer. If you understand the dynamics of prayer, you will pray. So let me show you a little bit of dynamics of prayer. Number one, when we pray, the work of the Holy Spirit is manifested. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost, He responds to prayer. Holy Ghost responds to prayer. He responds to prayer. The Father had the gifts. The gift of the Father gave to us was the Son, Jesus. He gave us Jesus. When we were in our situation, in our problems, He gave us Jesus. When Jesus came to this world, He finished the work. He said, Me too, I'm giving you a gift. He gave us the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost came, He also gave us a gift. Should I tell you? Should I tell you the gift? Say tongues. 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 He has come to help us to pray. The Father gave us Jesus. 
Jesus gave us Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost gave us tongues. Hello? Are you understanding me? That we shall be men and women of prayer. When you pray, the work of the Holy Ghost will be manifested. You want to see the Holy Ghost in action? You want to see the Holy Ghost in action? Be a man of prayer. I said, be a man of prayer. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Bible says, these were all together. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. They were all together. And these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So his brothers, they got converted. What were they doing? They continued in prayer. Let's look at chapter 1. Chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was come, they were all together with one and when the day of Pentecost was come, they were all together one, according to one place, verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the place, the house where they were sitting. They were, they were sitting, verse 4. And they were filled, verse 4. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were together with one accord. They continued in prayer. When Jesus was going, he said, I have an assignment for you. Go into the world and preach the gospel. He said, but wait. Wait until you are endued with power from on high. He said, you need the Holy Ghost. So go and wait. In that waiting, for 10 days, what they were doing, they were praying. They were praying. When we pray, Holy Ghost will show up. I said, when we pray, Holy Ghost will show up. When we pray, Holy Ghost will show up. When you pray, do you want Holy Ghost to show up in your home? In your marriage, in your children, in your business, in your church, I recommend prayer to you. 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 They prayed for 10 days. They prayed. On the 10th day, they were praying. They were praying. Peter opened their mouth. He wanted to say, Father, Father, Father was not coming. Father was not coming. All he saw was a shaka, laka, pakadekete, kurukutoke, prapapa, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Sing ataka, sing ataka, shakalekete, shakalekete. They were praying in the spirit. Holy Ghost moved from heaven. Kaya was able to move the Holy Ghost from heaven to their life. If you will pray, if you will pray, if you will pray, if you will pray, the Holy Ghost of God, He will show up in your life. I promise you, I promise you, as the sun will rise from the east and set in the west, if you will pray, the work of the Holy Spirit will manifest in your life. 
Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Are you with me? Verse 23 to 24. These are the apostles. They are going to preach. Peter, James, and then they, they captured them. And they warned them never to preach again in the name of Jesus. The authorities of the day had warned them. Don't ever preach in the name of Jesus. So they were intimidated. Some of you in your offices, you are being under intimidation. Intimidation. So when they released them, they said, being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders have said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God and with one accord and said, how can they with one accord be said? The one accord, it was tongues. It's the Holy Ghost that interpreted the tongues to us. Amen. Because right now if we say we should all pray, we can all, all say the same thing. They, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, so this was the interpretation of their tongues, Lord, you are God. You who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Next verse. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why do the hidden nations rage and the people plot vain things? The next verse. The kings of the earth took their, their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. The next verse. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered. So they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And prayed. So go to the verse 30. Among God, they say, by stretching out your hand to heal, and the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy child. Verse 31. Look at the result. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, say, and when they had prayed. And when they had prayed. Oh, somebody is sleeping. Hey. Then the demons that are chosen you, they are great to mercy and atonement for you. And when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. I said, when you pray, the work of the Holy Ghost will be manifested. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. The Holy Ghost showed up. He took away the intimidation out of their hearts. And he gave them boldness. And he gave them boldness. If you will pray, if you will pray, if you will pray, the work of the Holy Ghost shall be manifested in your life. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost is a showman. He wants to show off. Number two. When we pray, our circumstances will change. Tell someone when you pray, 
Your circumstances will change. Say when you pray, your circumstances will change. What are your circumstances? Circumstances are conditions that affect us. Your circumstances will change. Your marriage will change. Your boss is part of yourself. Some of you, your boss, when he sees your face, he hates you. When there's a list of names for something to be done, and he must sign. When he sees your name, because of you, he will not sign for anybody. So because of you, everybody will suffer. I knew a man like that. So the whole office, they knew that if they want to, if they are taking their names, they must not add his name. Yeah. I say if you pray. If you will pray. If you will pray. If you will pray. Your circumstance will change. Didn't God say in Second Chronicles chapter 10 verse 14? If, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. If I will hear from heaven and I, will, and I will heal their land. I will heal their land. The land that is sick. The land that is barren. If they will humble themselves. And pray. And turn from their wicked ways. God says, I go. I will hear. And I will change the condition of their land. I like the scripture in Luke chapter 8 verse 20. Look at Luke chapter 8 verse 20. It's a very powerful passage. Luke chapter 9 verse 28 and 29. Now it came to pass about eight days after these things that he, Jesus, took Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to do what? He went out to do what? Tell somebody, if you be Jesus, pray, you too must pray. He went to the mountain to do what? He went to the mountain to do what? To pray. Look at the result, verse 30. Verse, verse 29. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, was changed. And his robe became white and glistering. Let me tell you. You can know what is going on in somebody's life when you look at the person's face. Pastor Iris, if you are happy, where would you show? <laughs> if you are angry, if you are, if you are angry, where does you show? If you are bitter, when you see my hand, does it show whether I'm happy or angry? My hand. If you are sick, where does it show? Tell someone your face is a reflection of your life. Tell someone your face is a reflection of your life. Especially the lights of the eye. It's a particular scripture. You know, the light of the body is the eye. You will fake it, but your eye will, will, dis- dis- will betray you. So what is going on in your life 
We manifest it in your face. Okay? When I do this, it's like I'm angry. So the face. Now look at what happened to Jesus. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, was changed. I say, your face is your life. So when you pray, continue. When you pray, let's pray together. When you pray, your life will change. When you pray, say when I pray, my life will change. Say when I pray, my life will change. Say when I pray, when I pray, my life will change. When I pray, my life will change. When I pray, my life will change. Say no prayer, no life change. Some of you have the title of God as He was in the beginning, now and ever shall be. You are the same yesterday. You are the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. In you, there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. When you pray, when you pray, when you pray, your life will change. You have complained for too long. That your stubborn husband. When you pray, he will change. That your stubborn son. If you pray, he will change. We complain. 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 When he prays, the of his face was altered. And his robe became white and glistering. In the Bible also, government talks about life. The Bible says, be clothed with humility. Bible says, be clothed with Christ. Bible also says, let your garment be white. It's not saying that we wear a white garment. Which means that let your life be pure. So government also talks about life. At a distance, when you see a person, the first you see is the dress. His face changed and his robe became white and glistering. Let me tell you, if you pray, your life will glitter, your life will glow. You will see the manifestation of the glory of God in your life. That's why when the Holy Ghost came, what he came to give was a prayer language. He gave us a prayer language. He said that's the greatest resource you need. That's the greatest resource. That's the greatest resource. When you pray in the spirit, you are praying into your future. You are shaping your future. You are creating your future. It says, he that prays in an own tongues, he does not speak to men. How be it in the spirit, he is speaking mysteries. Our future is a mystery. When you are praying in tongues, 
Number one, you are praying in the spirit. Number two, you are praying about your future. Mysteries. Mysteries. You are joining God in his work of creation. You are shaping your future. You are creating your future. These days, charismatics have become like orthodox. When the charismatic wave started in the late 70s, early, early 80s, we used to laugh at the Orthodox churches. Because we were fiery. We were audacious. We were charismatic. Speaking mighty tongues. When you, go, when you go to a charismatic church, the place was fire. You used to pray fiery. Now you have become a, like orthodox. Because you are not Dr. Irene. Yes. Fiery. When you go to hey, oh, le, 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 hey, they used to call them the people. Today, when you go to charismatic churches, he said, are they orthodox people or what? Stingy, 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 stingy. Hey. <laughs> Mercy and atonement for us. <laughs> the fire must come back. 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 Come back. Must come back. Amen. Yes. When you pray, your life will change. Before I, I received the Holy Ghost, mm. I was so quiet. I don't like my trouble. I was so timid. Until I received the Holy Ghost. And he zoplozoed my mortal body. Some boldness entered into me. When I'm praying, give me six hours, I will pray. Give me eight hours, I pray. You, you can't even pray 30 minutes. You can't even pray 30 minutes. Ask somebody, do you pray one hour? You know what he said? Eh? When he came to the garden, he said, Hello, soon, soon, pay. <laughs> so he says, so you couldn't even watch one hour. What he saying that? He is saying that if we say we are busy, we are tired, we are weak, not one hour. Ask somebody, can you pray one hour on your own? Ask somebody, can you pray one hour on your own? As you pray five minutes, when you look at the you you, you pray five, when you look at the watch, you tell your prayer that it's only five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the clock says only five minutes. You need fire. Look, once the fire comes upon you, you begin to enter the realm. By the time you see, six hours is gone. You don't, you don't want to stop. There is a place in God. It takes prayer to take you there. I said, there's a place in God. There's a place in God. There's a place in God. It will take prayer to take you there. If you will pray, your life will change. Your circumstance will change. Your situation will change. 
Your landlord who has been worrying you and worrying you and about some, some few years ago, we just then then um, a landlady called. She said, um, somebody gave an advice. You, your husband is not there, though. I said, when your husband dies now, you need to have a place at the hometown to, to, to put him there. So, the house we are staying in, you want to sell the house. Because our house was not ready. We want to sell the house. How, how much time did he give us? Was it a month? One month. And the house, you see, it's a, it's a twin house. So the other person, his time came, he had to vacate, so he vacated the house. I told my wife, we know how to pray. We know how to pray. We went before God in prayer. Got the children involved. We got the children involved. Saka, loko, libikete, rakata, kata, kata. Saka, like a block, you, you say you are going to do connections. Most of the time, you see, when we are probably the first thing you have to do, let me tell you, tell somebody if you have a problem, don't go to the phone. Go to the throne. If you have a problem, don't go to the phone. Go to the throne. Then before that, then we had a call from the woman. He said, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. He said, be there until you are ready to move to your house. Be there after I've changed my mind. You, you, are, you are not going to see your boss. You see, and then they say they have moved me. You are going to see an uncle. They are going to say, I said, meanwhile, if you will pray your circumstances, your situation will change. Amen. Will change. But the, the heart of the king is in the house of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he will turn it wherever you go. Your boss house is in the house of the Lord. God can turn the heart anywhere he likes it. Anywhere he likes it. Go to God in prayer. And situations and circumstances will change. Do you remember Jabez? Okay, Jabez. In First Chronicles chapter nine, verse fourteen, mm. began to talk about the genealogy before Jabez, and this one gave birth to this, and this one gave birth to this, and this one gave birth to this. And you are just mentioning the name. They didn't, they didn't say anything about them. And, and this one gave birth to this. So there are some people, all they know is that once upon a time you were born, you were started, you were born. But when they came to Jabez, they said, we cannot just gloss over this one. They said, there's something unique about this man, Jabez. What was unique? There's, oh, go back to the Second Chronicles. You brought the Jabez and took it away. Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 14. You brought it and you took it back. Oh, you brought the Jabez. Okay. 
First Chronicles, eh? chapter 4, verse 9. First Chronicles, chapter 4, verse 9. Now, now when he came to Jabez, he said, this was just an, not an ordinary person in the family. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable. Oh, may you be more honorable than your family. Amen. What made him more honorable? He said, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bought me. The word Jabez means pain. How can you be called pain and your life will not be in pain? The Bible says, as his name is, so is he. How do you say pain in, in tree? So, if you are calling, you say, Ayo, yes, ma, Ayo. Ayo, yes, ma, Ayo. A year will be your lot. And his mother named him Jabez because he said, a boy. So the mother, there are some people, based on the circumstance they go through, they name their children. I hear there are some people, they have some, they, say, they call it a woman. When they give birth, they die. So, what do you say? A woman. So, so when you give birth and you want a child, you just give some nasty name. Be Donko. Donko. They will just give the they just some name. So the person will call some name that and then that name, then the person will stay. So the person has some tan 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 name, but you don't know why. <laughs> so this boy, the mother said, I bought him in pain. Maybe when she gave, maybe before she gave, the husband died. Or she went through something. You see, you cannot do anything about your past. But you can do something about your future. You cannot do anything about where you are going, where you are coming from. But you can do something about where you are going to. So look at the verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Amen. And enlarge my territory. Mm. That your hand will be with me. Mm. That you will keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. Mm. So God granted him what he requested. Amen. So what made Jabez honorable was because of his prayer. Amen. His life was transformed from pain to an honorable. Because Jabez prayed. Tell somebody if you will pray. If you will pray. If you will pray. Your circumstance will change. I'm sure my time is going. So I have four, but I'll give you three. Mm. I should give you the four. Okay. Me when you give me six hours, I won't stop. Oh, you might crash in the bed. Then yeah, you There are so many things. In fact, um, you can even account about um, Hezekiah. Hezekiah, Isaiah chapter thirty-eight. Remember Isaiah chapter thirty-eight, verse one. Okay, look at Isaiah chapter 38 verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said, That says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. 
Can you imagine a prophet comes to tell you that tell somebody that prophecy is not finality? Tell someone prophecy is not finality. Tell someone prophecy is not finality. The fact that God has sent somebody to come and tell you that you're going to die doesn't mean you die. Say prophecy is not finality. It's only the word of God that is finality. God sent a man of God to come and say, set your house in order. Number one, which means that if, if you have not made your will, make your will. Say that this one is going to my son. This one is going to my daughter. Set your house in order. So that when you die, there will not be confusion in your, in your home. So the man of God told him that. Then he left. Verse 2. Then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. He turned to the Lord and prayed to the Lord. What was the result? And, and, and he said, Lord, Lord, remember I pray. I walk before you in truth and with a loyal heart and I've done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah would be before Ask somebody, when you are praying to God, what can you refer to God? Some of you, there's nothing you can tell God about. Because God is here, I've been so faithful. Because you're going to be faithful. <laughs> Rather, when you stand before God, Satan will remind you of your bad things. Put your hand on your head and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. He's a merciful God. Amen. Verse 4. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, the man who came to prophesy, he was just going, he was still in the compound, and with the Lord he said, go tell Ezekiel, that says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will add to your days 15 Yes. Look, your prayer can, your prayer can even let God change his mind that's how powerful your prayer is your prayer can let God change his mind that's how powerful your prayer is. I say your prayer can let God change his mind do you know this man should have died because he gave back to a son called Manasseh during the 15 years, I, he taught Israel idolatry. That's why God wanted the man to die so that we don't give back to that. That son, in that 15 years, he should have died and gone. But that's all, that, that's all shows how powerful our prayer is. Our prayer can let God change his mind. Number three. When you pray, the forces of darkness are demolished. 
When you pray, the forces of darkness are demolished. You will smash evil entities by your prayer. Are you understanding me? You will smash evil entities by your prayer. Let me tell you, we, 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 we are dealing with evil entities. Demonic powers. Witchcraft powers. Occultic powers. They are real. Some of you have not had the experience before. So, so this, uh, they, I, I've heard that they said. I've, I've heard that they said that. I've heard, that I've heard they said that there's witchcraft, and I've, I've heard. How many of you only heard? You, you only heard. Raise your hand. You only heard. This, this man, he only heard. You have not had an experience. Welcome to planet Earth. <laughs> the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual host of wickedness in high places. Witchcraft is real. Yes, let me come to it. Some years ago, I didn't believe in witchcraft. I say all these things about witchcraft and whatever. Why do you want to experience something before you believe? Jesus said, Blessed is he who have not seen by yet what believes. <laughs> Don't be a Thomas. Because it, you will learn too late. Mm. You understand? I remember 1990. Yeah. Later, early part of 1990, my wife was pregnant by then with her first child. We were then staying in a place called, I don't know if you know, it used to be witchcraft headquarters of Accra. <laughs> now churches have come there, so the spiritual atmosphere has changed. I, I, I knew one particular church in the, in the center of that place. The pastor, he fears witches. He died. If you're afraid, you die. The first time they had a wedding in that place, they had a wedding on Saturday, Sunday, the woman died. Don't go there. What is unique? You see a lot of mentally retarded people in the night, they use them as horses, they sit on them like that. Some of the things you have said, I'm telling you reality. One night, I couldn't sleep. Don't mean that. So, I told my wife, let's pray. One about 10 p.m. There was no agenda, just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. 10, 11, 12, 1. I still pray in tongues. Around the 1 o'clock, I felt that the room was. Very heavy. How many of you ever prayed in the night? Rather, there's a frightful atmosphere. You were praying, but rather you are afraid. There's a frightful. The room was very heavy. But behind the window, I was hearing 
the cry of a cat and this a bird called owl. Strange things were behind the window. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Then I, I, I began to feel feverish. In the course of I was feeling feverish. Sleep was talking about our spring. I was feeling feverish. I remember right about five o'clock, I took paracetamol. Then I began to feel sleepy. I slept. Around six o'clock, he had a knock. So my wife went to see who it was. She came to tell me that an old lady was looking for me. In fact, when she told me that, the feverishness left me. Then I had an inner witness. That woman was evil. So I went to the door. When I walked to the door, she wanted to come in. I said, why? This woman, you don't need any eyes. From the crown of her to the solar witch, you can see witchcraft. From the crown of the head to the sword of the foot, you can see witchcraft. So I said, you bring the stool to, to sit at the, at, the, at the veranda. I say, let's pray. There's some prayers. We call them desperation prayers. I was releasing fire. I was binding. I was breaking. I said, what's your mission? She was confused. I said, when I got up in the morning, I took some pills. I drank some tea. She was confused. I said, woman, listen to me. I'm here with God. Any power that wants to fight me will not be fighting with fighting God. If she doesn't repent, she will die and go to hell. I say, buy your hands and give your life to Christ. About a month or so later, there's one young lady. One young lady. One young lady no, after a month later, a lady, she's now a pastor in UK. She was possessed with witchcraft. So I prayed deliverance for her. And the witchcraft was cast out. Then she told me, Pastor, I have a confession to make. Do you remember one month ago? In the night you were praying. And in the morning, an old lady came to the house. I said, Yes. I said, What about? I said, That night I was among who was, who was sent from India to come and kill you. India. I said, There were four. I said, I said When we came, you were praying. So fire have surrounded your plane, the whole plane, fire has surrounded. I had no idea what was going on. I was just praying in tongues. What God did was that God took away sleep from my eyes. I was just praying in tongues. Shakalapa, kolaka, I didn't feel anything. All I was feeling. So, so, so the killing was a few business. The home from Akakrani. I wouldn't be alive by now. My wife by now should have been married. And forgotten about me. Hey! Forgotten about me, cried that once upon a time I've lived. Because by then we were married about some months. Copy a car. So she said, This assignment, when they give you, you cannot do it, they punish you. 
So they went to lie. So she said they sent that old lady to come and verify that they have really killed me. If they have not killed me, that old lady should come and kill me. She said the old lady said when he came, I caught her so she couldn't do anything. From that day, I believe in the power of praying in tongues, tongues. Tongues, tongues, tongues. That's why I pray in tongues like I'm crazy. Let me tell you, when you're praying tongues, you don't need to have any agenda. Because then when you pray in tongues, it is the Spirit that is helping you. He is the one that is interceding for you. With groanings that words cannot utter. And he prays for you according to the will of God. So when I was praying in tongues, the Holy Ghost was let me making me tell God. I believe. I said, God, behold them. I was praying in tongues, but they have come to kill me. So Lord sent fire. In tongues, I'm not know, but the Holy Ghost was let me tell. When you pray, the forces of darkness they are demolished. Their works are demolished. Their works are destroyed. Some of you, you fear to go to your hometown because you don't pray. And if you don't pray, they will steal you like chicken because you don't pray. But if you pray, if you pray, God's power will be so much stronger upon your life. They will be demolished. Exodus chapter 17 verse 10. Exodus chapter 17 verse 10. To 13. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and the hair went up to... Joshua did what? He went... He did as Moses told him that go to battle in the valley. Go and fight. They were dealing with enemies. They were fighting. He said, go and fight. He said, and so it was when Moses held up his hand. Joshua went to the valley to fight. Was leading the army. They fighting the enemies. But Moses went to the mountain. And he lifted in the posture of prayer. So it was. When Moses held up his hand. That Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand. Amalek prevailed. When Moses prayed. Israel prevailed over the enemies. When Moses stopped praying, the enemies overpowered them. So the next verse. But Moses' hand became heavy. So must we are fainting in prayer. You are, you are tired in prayer. If you feel like fainting, don't faint. That's why if you feel like fainting, don't faint. His hand became so heavy. They took a stone and put under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron had supported his hands. 
one on the one side and the other on the side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. The the next verse. So, so they held his hand like that. So they helped him in prayer. They helped him in prayer. He didn't pray alone. There are sometimes you need some people to help you in prayer. You need prayer partners. Tell someone you need prayer partners. The greatest partner is your wife or your husband. But some of you, unfortunately, your husband, they don't like praying. <laughs> some of you, your wives too, they don't like praying. What was the result? So Joshua defeated the Amalekites. And his people with the edge of the sword. You would think that it was Joshua that was fighting. But the real battle was going on in the spirit. It was Moses that was doing the fighting. He was doing the fighting in the prayer. If you pray, witches and wizards, they will bow. They will bow. For Sunday, we had a, we had a guest speaker. Sunday and Monday. So, so, he was giving us a testimony. He said his family, if you want to have children, don't marry. If you marry, no children. If you don't want to, if you want to have children, let somebody impregnate you. As for that, you can have Akosia Papa, but if you marry, no children. He said his sister married for 16 years, no child. So he married. He said he, he will change the constitution of the family. How do you change the constitution of the family? Prayer. 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 One day the wife said, I've missed my period. She missed the period. After about two months, when she went to the doctor, the doctor said, This is not pregnancy. It's bad blood. That must be flushed out. <laughs> blood that must be flushed out. The wife was disturbed. So he took the, he told the wife, Let's go. He took the doctor's report. He taught it to peace. He said, Today, I am the doctor. He said, Every night, when the wife is still, she will lay hands on it. On the, on the For the nine months, the stomach was like this. On the ninth month, she delivered. If you follow the doctor, you see the constitution of the family was operating on the doctor. He said, flush it out. He broke the spell and the limitation over the family. Amen. By prayer. If you will pray. If you will pray. If you will pray. The forces of darkness. They will demolish. Stop complaining. Some of you, some of you your dreams are so bad. 
When you dream, you see cuckoo chasing you, elephant just chasing you like that. When you get I say, thank God it's a dream. Some they have very good dreams and they wake up and say, ah, I, should, I want to go back to sleep. <laughs> but some, when they wake up, they say, thank God. Have you ever had a dream they, to the point they were going to kill you? And then you force yourself out of the dream. Some of your dreams are very bad. Those are a dream they are beating you. Or things, wow, wow, things. Rise up in prayer. Rise up in prayer. Some of you are finished school. By the time you dream, you are still in your uh, Angloga LA primary school. <laughs> primary school. Some of you have never dreamt you are staying in your house before. You dreamt you in your village house. No. You got to arise in prayer. And most of them, when you look at your life, you see that there's a setback in your life. You're always singing this song. One step forward, two steps backwards. One step forward. No. You must go forward. God says, you have dwelt long on this mount. It's time to arrive. Today we are going to pray for a fresh prayer unction. For a fresh prayer fire. How many of you want prayer fire? You want prayer fire. That never again will you be so docile. You are going to arise. You are going to pray. And God will change your life. Your circumstances will change. Holy Ghost will show up in your life. The powers of death will be demolished in your life. Rise up on your feet. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shake a little Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. You are great. You are great. You are great. Oh, Lord. You are great. You are great, you are great, you are great. Everything written about you is great. You are great, yes, you are. Hey, hey, walk 
rock upon the sea, you raise the dead. You reign in majesty, mighty God. Hey! Everything written about you is plain. You are great, yes, you are. Oh, you are. Hey! Walk upon the sea, you raise the dead. You reign in majesty, mighty are. Everything written about you is great. You are great, you are great, you are great, you are great, oh Lord, you are great, you are great, you are great, everything written about you is great. Demons tremble, tremble. Demons tremble at your breath. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Hey, everything written about you is great. Demons tremble, tremble. Demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything we do about you. You are great. 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 Everything written about. Rebuilding the altar of the law. First and foremost, you want to prepare your heart. I want you to talk to God today. I want you to repent before God. You know the things that distracted you from God. The things that distracted you from giving time and attention to God. The things that occupied first place in your life. At the time that God was calling you and was in need of your attention. You know the things that diverted your attention. You want to talk to God. You want to say, God, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me for neglecting you. Forgive me for ignoring you. Have mercy on me. The Bible says we shall confess our sins. 
is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want you to talk to God. I want to pray a prayer of repentance. Ask God for forgiveness. Lift up your voice and ask God for repentance. Ask God for forgiveness. Neglect is a sin. You neglect God. If you refuse to give God attention, it's a sin. Ask God for mercy. 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 Oh, Mashaka Palapa, ask Him for mercy. La Papa. He needs you. He needs your attention. God wants you. He wants you. He wants your time. He wants to have a place in your time. He wants you to give your time. He wants your time. He said, My son, attend. My son, attend to my wife. God wants your attention. Some of you, it has, it has been bitterness. Bitterness, bitterness distracted you from God. Something happened and it became so bitter. It affected your work with God. Tell God that you are sorry. You want to let go. You want to let go. So Lord, I want to let go. Let the blood of Jesus. Ask the blood of Jesus to cleanse you. Ask the blood. Call upon the blood of Jesus to cleanse you. The blood to cleanse you. Cleanse your spirit. Cleanse your soul. Cleanse your life. The Bible says we shall come. We, we come to the Lord by the blood. By the blood. The blood of Jesus gives us access. Invoke the blood, the power of the blood of Jesus to cleanse you and to remove every hindrance and every barrier and every barricade. The Bible says that it is God that is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. As you lift up your two hands to the Lord, you want to ask God today to give you a fresh desire. And a new desire and passion for God. God can put a desire in you. Because it is he that is at work to make us will and to do. So God put a new desire in my heart. A new desire for God in my heart. A new passion for God's presence in my heart. So God stir my heart once again. Lord stir my heart once again. Fill my heart with desire for God. Feel my with passion for God. Lord, put a burning passion in my heart. Lift up your voice and begin to cry out for a burning passion. Lord, take a look at the burning passion, Lord. A burning desire, oh God. A burning desire, O God. La pacota kashaya. Le patu sekele kapalotadia. Le prakura kapai kapada kapado. Zi prakura kabiza dia paluda. Le beketeli kapaloka shakaria. 
le patou le kebal ke bakala babaya oloko shekele ke bread de pekadiaba Oh Lord, a fresh desire, a burning desire. Oh Lord, give your people passion, a new passion, a new desire. <laughs> a new desire, a new passion for God, passion for the presence of God. Oh Oh fresh fire, fresh fire, a fresh desire. Ask God for a fresh desire, a new fire. Ask God for fresh fire, a fresh fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Ask God for a new fire. You need a new fire. Ask God for a new fire. So Lord, give me a new fire. I need a new fire. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire from the presence. Somebody ask God for his fire. For his fire. You need a new fire. Hey, baby, baby. That he will set your soul on fire. He will set your heart on fire. He will set your spirit on fire. You need a new fire from God. Oh God. Release a new fire. Lord, release a new fire. My kappa kappa la kappa. Oh Lord, let there be a new fire. We need a new fire. We need a new fire, oh God. We need a fresh fire. Set us on fire for God. Set us ablaze for God. Once again, once again. Lord, set us ablaze for God once again. Once again, a new fire, Lord. A new fire, Lord. Shaka baba. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Fall on us, fall on us. Holy Ghost fire. Fall on us. Holy Ghost fire fall on us. Holy Ghost fire fall on us. A new fire. A release a new fire. The burning fire of God. Let the fire of God eat us apart. Let the fire of God eat us apart. Set our soul. Set our hearts on fire. Set our hearts on fire. Zibre Kapazaya. Oh, Baba, Baba, Baba. Oh, Rakapashaka, Baba. Oh, Lakapashaka, Labraba. Alakapashaka, Lapapapa. Alapapapapa. Arapashaka, Labraba. Alaprapakashaka, Lapapapa. Alakashaka, Lakapapa. Alakashaka, Lapapapa. Alaprapapa, Lapapapa. Arapashaka, Labraba. Alaprakaba, Lapapa. Alaprapa, Lapapaya. Alaprapa, Lapapaya. Arapashaka, Labraba. Ah, ay, ay, Lord, I do fire. Ela bala baba dabala. Arabaka baba baba. prababa. Lift up your two hands. I need the FBA. Oh, great. It's No tangala. No tangala. That voice that can be is I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I can't I need you, I need you I need you 
drunk with wine while we're in his excess. But be filled with the spirit. The infilling of the spirit is not a one-time experience. It's supposed to be a lifelong experience. In Acts chapter 2, the disciples were filled with the spirit. In Acts chapter 4, they were filled with the spirit. We are going to ask the Holy Ghost to fill us. Some of us will become empty. You must be full of the Spirit. To the overflow. Lift up your hand. Say, Heavenly Father. Today, I come before you for a fresh release, a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit in my life. Holy Spirit, I yield myself unto you. Fill me anew with yourself. Fill me anew with your presence. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, renew your spirit in my life fill me to the overflow I pray for an overflow I pray for an overdose of the Holy Ghost put your two hands on your head and begin to pray in the spirit begin to pray in the spirit begin to pray in the spirit the Holy Ghost is coming of somebody he's coming strong he's coming strong he's sending his power Somebody is getting filled. Overflow, overflow. Receive an overflow of the Holy Ghost. Receive an overflow of the Holy Ghost. 
Yes, we receive an overflow. A deep feeling of the Holy Ghost. A deep feeling of the Holy Ghost. Kala kabakele bebe. Ala bababa. Holy Ghost, come. Lord, Lord, come, come, come. Come upon your people. Rise within them to the overflow. Let there be an overflow. An overflow of your presence. An overflow of your spirit. Li kale kalababa. For we cannot do without without you, Lord. Come, Holy Ghost. Leke teke seke de. Leke teke leke be. Leke breke be de. Repeke seke. Leke be teke le. Repe teke le be be le. Reke be seke le be le. Reke seke le pre be be. Reke seke le ke pre be. Le pre pe te pe le pe pe. Leke seke le. Receive, receive, receive. Receive an overflow. Receive an overflow. All the Holy Ghost. Receive the touch of the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive now. Receive now. From the crown of your head to the soul of a Buddha. Receive an impartation. All the Holy Ghost. All the Holy Ghost. Receive an impartation of the Holy Ghost. Lebe, 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh yes Lord, oh yes Lord, oh yes Ole kepere kataka lepere, ole pesha kalibrada, ola prapa de kababa. Oh, oh, we receive you, we receive you, we receive you, we receive your power, we receive a fresh release from your process, we receive an overflow, we receive an overflow. Eh, 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 that dryness give way to the infilling. Let every form of dryness give way. Let every form of dryness give way to the flow. All the Holy Ghost. All the Holy Ghost. Lepekeperekababa. La prapapapa. Hey. 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 Shakatakalaba. La pakashakala. La prapapapa. Oh, la baba. Hey, kalababa. My God. My God. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the anointing. The cups and the powers. That empowers us. Empower us, O oh God. Empower your people unto prayer. Empower your people, O oh God, unto a life of prayer. Empower them, O oh God, by your spirit. Le kapa kapa. My God. Susum konkombra. Susum konkombra. Yeah, yeah. Susum konkombra. Aubra. The Holy Ghost is on somebody. The Holy Ghost is on somebody. He's on somebody. Oh, 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 oh,
Una yenye jina wo Una yenye jina wo Aoba Aoba Ali On somebody, Aubra, 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 Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we need you, we need you, we cannot do without you, we cannot do without you, so Lord touch, touch your people, Lord touch. Lord, touch. Touch. Just touch. Just this place. Just be quiet. Everybody, just be quiet. 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 Just receive the touch. Receive the touch. The Holy Ghost is moving all over this place. It's touching. Receive the touch. Now. Dryness is giving way. Dryness is giving way to the touch of the Holy Spirit. Receive the touch. Receive the touch. Yes, the Holy Ghost is moving your way. He's moving your way. 
He's moving your direction. He's moving your direction. Wherever you are, he's moving. He's moving. He's touching. Your life will never be the same. He's touching. He's touching. He's feeling. He's empowering. Receive. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Touch. Holy Spirit. Touch. 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 Holy Spirit. You would never be the same. You would never be the same. You would never be the same. It's not by power, not by might, by the Spirit. Your prayer life will change. You no longer struggle to pray. You will not struggle to pray. The Holy Ghost will quicken you. He will quicken you. He will empower you. Be healed. Be healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank him. Just thank him. Whatever. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. That your prayer life will never be the same. You will no longer struggle. You will not struggle. Some of you, it's difficult for you to wake up early to pray. You said the Holy Ghost waking you up. He will be waking you up now. He will wake you up and with ease you begin to pray. He will wake you up. He will wake you up. He says he will wake you up to pray. Oh Jesus. He will wake you up. He will wake you up. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We honor you. Lord, your word has got the power to produce change. Let your word become fresh. Amen. Let your word become flesh. Yes, Lord. Let your word become flesh. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let your word manifest in their life. That these ones shall rebuild the, the, the altar of God. Yes, Lord. They will begin to have an intimate relationship with the Lord. Yes, Lord. They will learn to walk with the Lord. Amen. At all situations Amen. and at all times. Amen. Lord, empower them. Lord, strengthen them. Lord, enable them. In the name of Jesus. That they will seek you. Say, them that shall seek you early will find you. May they seek you early. May your spirit draw them. Let there be a pool. And I pray, O God, that testimony shall come forth as these ones will pray. They will see the glory of God. They will see supernatural changes. They will see the Holy Ghost at work. They will see the powers and force of darkness demolished. Amen. God will be God in their life. Amen. Shall be well with them. Amen. Thank you. That dryness is banished perpetually Amen. out of their life. Amen. Every desert condition has been turned to a fruitful field. Amen. Receive the grace of God. Amen. The grace to be a doer of the word. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen and amen. amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
shall we give a clap offering unto the Lord? Shall we appreciate the Lord for his goodness? Hallelujah. What shall we say to Pastor Ken? Let's say that again. God bless you. So, Pastor Ken, God richly bless you. Uh, Pastor Ben I want you to pray for Pastor Ken and his ministry, Kingdom Vessels, that the Lord would cause a breakthrough and a breaking forth. Amen. Shall we all rise as we pray for Pastor Ken? Father, Today we know you have visited us. You have used your servant mightily. Indeed, there is the evidence. We have seen the manifestation. We believe your servant has always waited on you. He has depended on you. And you have been failing him. You have always empowered him. Father, today, we just want to ask that dear Lord, continue to be with him. Continue to fail him. Let your hand rest mightily on him. Let your spirit rest mightily on him. Even as you fail him, as you endow him, continue to use him mightily. May he be mightily anointed by you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your unction be on him mightily in the name of Jesus Christ. And dear Lord, continue to use him to do exploits for your kingdom. To touch lives all to your glory and to your honor. Let him be a blessing. And especially his ministry shall touch many, many lives to your glory and to your honor. And his wife and the entire family. Father, let them be a blessing to the people of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bimpo. Hallelujah. Shall we please be seated? Okay. Um, Auntie Jemima. Yeah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you blessed for keeping the appointment? Wonderful. I am blessed. I am greatly blessed for keeping this appointment. God bless you so much. Truly, great, great, great. We bless the name of the Most High God for truly revealing himself unto us this way. God bless you so much, Pastor. We're moving on to the next session, which will be led by Brother... Stephen, even as we minister before the Lord. Brother. Hallelujah. Shall I be on our feet? We want to spend some time just worshiping God and coming before Him. Amen. Power and might belongs to our God forever and ever Amen 
power and might belongs to our God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Blessings and glory and glory wisdom thanksgiving oh and oh power and mind hallelujah belong oh forever and ever I oh power and mind power and Oh yes, belongs to our God forever and ever. I
Stephen and the team. It's now time for offertory. We're going to bless the name of the Lord. Time for offertory and the group to lead us is the dynamic voices of Sakumono. Dynamic voices of Sakumono, please come lead us in the section. Zinina, me wo 
Shall we appreciate them once more? We have powerful voices all around you. Dynamic voices. God bless you so much. That was wonderful. It's now time for announcements. And I want to invite the president of the Triumphant Women's Fellowship to give us the announcements. But for the men, just before she comes, I believe she's preparing to be here. The only announcement for the men, that is for Act Temple specifically, is that uh, there will be a brief meeting after communion service on Sunday. That is the only announcement for the king's men in the Act Temple. So, President Triumphant Women, take over. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> Peace and blessing. I hope we are all blessed. Blessed beyond. We thank God. We have small announcement to make. We have made some pack, various food. We have rice and cake and other things. So please, when we close, don't go. Make sure you take your food before you leave. And also, we've made a special one for children, a pack for children. So in case you bring a child, make sure you take that. Child one for her. Don't leave and go away. Make sure you take yours. And you take the special one for the child. And make sure you give it to her. Thank you. And also from uh, next week, we are starting our Women's Week anniversary. And the team is keeping appointment to be with Jesus as we held this morning. Mark 3, chapter 14. So I plead that all of us should get involved. No one should be left behind. We should not be idle. Please, from Monday, six to Mother's Day 12. Please, let's all get involved. We, Tuesday, we have partaken in the prayer meeting. All of us should take part in the prayer meeting. Then on the 8th, 8th May, which is midweek, please, let's all be involved. Then the Thursday, which is 9th, we have a talk for a young adult and all of us. Please, let's come in our numbers. Invite a friend to come and listen to the talk. And God will bless you in diverse ways. And on Friday, we have hour of strength. Like we heard it, we should pray. You wish you keep on praying. Pray without ceasing. The altar has to be burning. So hour of strength, which is on the 10th, uh, uh, all of us should come during our anniversary. And let us burn our altar and make a sacrifice unto the Lord. When coming, bring a friend. Don't come alone. Bless somebody. Bless somebody. Amen. On Saturday, we have visitation. And that question is, where is your sister? Where is your sister? Look beside you. Whether your sister has not been coming to church, the sister has not checked. Check around. Whether everybody is in the room. So we have to go because God can ask us. Like he asked Abel, a kid, where is Abel? God can ask us, where is our sisters who have not been coming? So during this period, we want to go out, reach to the people who have not been coming, visit the sick, give them our tokens, bless them in diverse ways. So please, Saturday on the 11th May, our anniversary, everybody should come. So I will go and visit our people.